0: Paul, so a trait I'm, I'm actually proud of in myself is that I take advice. Yes. And a couple of episodes back, you gave me the advice that I should get a new computer. Yeah. And this was per my reporting that my my laptop's battery was dying. And I thought, the government's giving me $1,400. That's a a nice down payment towards a new laptop. Heck yeah. So I'm talking to you today from a brand new MacBook Air. Nice.
1: Ooh, that's so crispy.
0: And I want to tell you a little story about my wrap up for my trade-in for my previous MacBook Air, for which I'm receiving a credit of $120. Well,
1: that's not bad.
0: So I did all of the resetting, you know, prepping my old computer for shipment off to the computer land in the sky. and i I did all of the the steps that they outlined. I put it in the box, and then I went to the post office to drop it off. And I was in line for the post office and in walked this like seven or eight year old boy. Mm. And there was this counter next to me where you could, you know like prep your prep your your package. And he walked up to the counter, put a basketball on the counter, and then put a stamp on the basketball. (laughs) He got in line (laughs) next to me. Yeah. So I love what this kid has learned about postal service. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And about just uh, that's what forever stamps do. (laughs) Oh, so I was, I was thrilled to stand next to this young, this young boy who was going to ask our dutiful postal service employee about mailing a basketball.
1: (laughs) I'm sad that we'll never hear the end of that story to find out who got the basketball.
0: (laughs) Me too, Paul, but I'm not sad about all this great new DC music we have on this week's podcast. First up, it's Edie Blue here on Hometown Sounds. I hope you are amused. <laughs> Definitely.
2: You should hear me when I pick up the telephone. Yeah, my voice sounds sexy, and you know I glow. Flow to the best, better than the rest. Leagues in the sea, treasure chest. We got more noise to make on our own. Can't shut us down, because we holding the throne.
0: Welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC goes to the post office. I'm Tony Fereco. I'm Paul Vodra. No, we show you how DC rocks. And that was Edie Blue with a track called New Edition.
1: The track New Edition is from Wild and Free, the five-song EP about women's empowerment and living life untethered by the expectations of others that Edie released this past October. I originally discovered Edie Blue as vocalist for the dub and reggae band CI, as she was featured on their song Queen of Sheba from the 2014 album Knowledge Shine Bright. And there's a really awesome music video featuring her that I wrote about on the website back in the day. Edie is also
0: a certified yoga instructor and has spent much of her life educating youth in the areas of cooking, fitness, and yoga. She believes in the healing power of music and its ability to shift culture and perspectives. Edie recorded this project in Virginia with producer and composer Austin Bello, who has worked with The Frontier and other artists we have featured on this podcast.
1: So head on over to her Bandcamp and plunk down some dollars and get that in your life. So what's going on with you, Paul? Well, so today as we record this, which is Tuesday, April 6th, my poetry reading dropped today.
0: Fill me in. I don't know anything about this. I saw a video of you sitting in a chair and looking very laureate.
1: As intended. So a couple of months ago, I got a message from a DC musician who we have featured on the podcast before and, and I've become acquainted with. And he was trying to uh, wrangle people to do readings for Arts Fairfax for celebrating National Poetry Month. So I got in touch with them, and they allowed me to record myself reading a poem. And the only rule was that it had to be by a living poet, and that was no problem at all. So I am not the biggest uh, aficionado of poetry. Oh, me neither. Yeah, I find a lot of it very inscrutable, but i've I've come to i've come to appreciate some of it. One of the nice things that I try to do for my girlfriend is that she is a fan. She used to read The New Yorker all the time. She was a big fan of the poetry that The New Yorker would publish. And, you know, once upon a time, she had a really long commute on the metro. So she would plow through The New Yorker. And then when that stopped, you really just can't keep up with The New Yorker because there's so much that The New Yorker publishes weekly. It's crazy. So I, I started printing out the poems from The New Yorker and leaving them for her like in the mornings. And some of them are, are good, but we found one in particular by this poet named Terence Hayes. And it's called American Sonnet for the New Year. And it was it's just a a fun little sort of wordplay um that we really liked. And so when it came time for me to choose a poem, that was the obvious choice. So we recorded me reading it, sent it off to them, and today it went live. So now I'm going to play it on the podcast for everybody, and I hope you all like my reading of this Terrence Hayes poem. American Sonnet for the New Year by Terrence Hayes. I'm Paul Vodra, a podcaster with Hometown Sounds, and poetry lives here. Things got terribly ugly incredibly quickly. Things got ugly embarrassingly quickly. Actually, things got ugly unbelievably quickly honestly things got ugly seemingly infrequently initially things got ugly ironically usually awfully carefully things got ugly unsuccessfully occasionally things got ugly mostly painstakingly quietly seemingly things got ugly beautifully infrequently things got ugly sadly especially frequently unfortunately things got ugly increasingly obviously things got ugly suddenly embarrassingly forcefully things got really ugly regularly truly quickly things got really incredibly ugly things We'll get less ugly, inevitably, hopefully. That was really powerful, Paul. So there you go. There's my poem. Hope y'all liked it. Can I share with you
0: my favorite line in poetry?
1: Yes, please. Will you?
0: It's from Andrea Gibson, who I saw give a poetry reading last, uh, sometime before the pandemic. But the line is, I did not know I was such a bad juggler. Terrible at
1: holding on to things and letting them go. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So every day in National Poetry Month, which is April, Arts Fairfax is going to release a new poetry reading by another talented reader. Uh, already they have uh, released some readings from some other people, including DC musician Chris Matthews, that was very, very good. So if, uh, if you want to hear more of that, head over to the YouTube page for Arts Fairfax and tune in to all the poetry readings they're going to publish. Paul,
0: love learning about you and the spoken non-podcast word.
1: So, Tony, what's been going on with you? So, Paul,
0: this, this past Sunday was Easter, and I went to an Easter dinner, and one of the members in attendance was my stepmom's seven-year-old granddaughter. And when I arrived, she was playing some vintage Mario Kart 64 with her mom. And uh, I asked her at dinner if she was enjoying the N64 game. And she said, yep. And I've been playing other N64 games, too. I've played Mario Kart 64. I've played Tetris 64. I've played regular Mario where you just walk around. And she was referring to Mario 64. And that's a pretty great hot take on on what you do in Mario 64.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really boiling it down there.
0: So I also want to share with you, so today, the date that we're releasing this, Friday, April 9th, I will be attending DC Web Fest 9. Yes. And DC Web Fest is an annual event that highlights the intersection of entertainment and technology, featuring the best of the indie spirit in digital content. Last year, we attended DC Web Fest 8 and were proud to receive the Hometown Hero Award in the podcast category. This year, DC Web Fest will be taking place virtually on Gather, which is an 8-bit video game style virtual world. And I'm really excited about this, Paul, because recently on our last regular episode, I asked if you might ever be interested in DJing, in DJing a virtual event where people attend in a digital space. And in this event, I'll, I'll be hanging out as an 8-bit avatar. And I'm really excited uh, for what seems like such a fun, a fun way to deal with the present circumstances.
1: Sounds really cool, man. I hope that uh, I hope there's a lot of neat stuff. There was definitely a lot of neat stuff there last year. Sure. And finally, I just want
0: to, I just want to like talk about this amazing new accessory I've gotten. So, with my new MacBook Air, you get two USB-C ports. So, like, you got you you have to get some other devices to plug in your other stuff. So, I I got this dongle, and it includes the following. One USB-C port, three regular USB ports, one HDMI port, and an SD and TF card reader. So it's really one one dongle to rule them all. That's a lot of things. And I'm so excited about it. It lets me plug in everything.
1: <laughs>
0: it's, uh, it's real cool. And I just wanted to brag about this thing that lets me use all of my stuff at once. Sweet. So let's move on to some more great new DC music. Who's next on this week's podcast, Paul?
1: Next up is April and Vista.
0: So groovy. That was April and Vista with a track called Every Void, which is the first single from Pit of My Dreams, the long-awaited new EP by duo April and Vista.
1: This EP is definitely giving me some some Portishead vibes, some sexy, lush, expansive production here from producer Matt Vista and vocalist April George. I got to say, I have been listening to this EP for like, four or five days now trying to decide which song to pick and I was having a really hard time. And finally I picked every void. It was the kind of the one that was standing out to me the most. And I've been listening to it on the speakers that I have in my office here, like while I've been working and just now while we've been recording was the first time I'd listened to it on headphones and it's a lot better on headphones. I got to say there's some very interesting stuff happening that I think is better when the speakers are really, really, really close to your ears So that's my recommendation. You can buy this EP on their Bandcamp now. And if you are a vinyl enthusiast, you still have time to pre-order the limited edition vinyl that ships out later in April. We last featured April and Vista on the podcast back in 2018 with the song Own 2 from their debut release, You Are Here. And I was pretty excited last year to hear an April and Vista song on the soundtrack to the HBO miniseries, I May Destroy You.
0: That's really cool because that show has a very distinct soundtrack. That has a lot of, a lot of UK artists. And I remember hearing this song on an episode and being like, yo,
1: I know this. Yep. It's really cool. Totally. Um, there is an official playlist for that series on Spotify and there are some real gems in there. So that playlist has my recommendation. As does the next song on the podcast. Tony, what is it? Next, it's tired all the time. That song was called "The Board." It is the new single from rock band Tired All the Time. I have always dug their bleak corporate drone aesthetic from their previous music videos. If that song appealed to you at all, please go watch some of their other music videos because I think they're just they're delightful in a very very Brazil kind of way. Um, yeah, they're great.
0: Paul, can you discuss some of the subject matter in these videos?
1: I mean, it's like there's people in offices and, you know, they're wearing just office clothes and um, sometimes they're like unreasonably happy and dancing around, uh, which is just not what you expect to see in an office. Um, And sometimes it can be very sort of dark, just kind of bleak corporate uh, imagery. It seems to be very sardonic using that, stuff in a sarcastic way to describe their own aesthetic. Um, And it really resonates with me. And I think it can resonate with a lot of people in DC that work in those sort of environments. And it's nice to see them kind of treated as they should.
0: So I guess my, my broader question is, is this more of a statement about work? Maybe like, would you have the same response of uh, maybe looking at this music from the perspective of of working from home.
1: Yeah. Now we're all working from home and and things are different. I mean, they could definitely take on that work from home lifestyle. And in fact, they did describe their uh current situation uh on their bandcamp. They say the board has been completed through a combination of remote working technologies and modified in-person recording environments in compliance with recommended CDC safety protocols. Uh, They also write uh, a little more seriously. The Board is one of the first songs we wrote after reforming as a trio. They were originally a quartet, but also one of the easiest to write. The song was based on a jam over the initial distorted organ riff, and writing for it began that very same practice. Getting the bass and keyboards to fill out the sound was first and foremost in our minds, and after nailing down the verse and chorus, we kept finding that less was more and that everything we could add or embellish only took something away from the thick sound we were going for. We had joked around about the idea of classifying ourselves as doom pop, ...in the past, and this very much felt like an honest attempt at it. This is also something we attempted to emphasize lyrically with the song, offering a series of choices and then explaining why each one won't really work out. We finished it shortly before our first tour as a trio, which was just before lockdown, so we were quite happy to be able to bring something heavier in our new live formation. Their new album is coming out later this year on Sociogenic Records, and this song is its debut single. So happy to learn about the new genre of doom pop. (laughs) I am on board for it. So who's next on this week's show, Paul? Next up is Amal.
3: down Told you what it's meant for me What always come. Fuck twelve on my haters, they don't know what they can do, Man, do they Being on my brother, so that's why I want the blue to bleed. So I'll never be is a bitch or a snitch. I blew up my family, I can't wait until we hey, Six I was fit, big pops couldn't give me Jordans. I was selling for my you kids. You down, told you what it's meant for me, will come round. So what right now?
1: That song was called A New Dance by Amal featuring The Khan and Nappy Nappa. It is the anchor track from Amal's debut EP, which is called Gleam. You can buy it for $7 on his Bandcamp page. This EP is four tracks of some really squelchy IDM, which uh, if you're not a silly music nerd, stands for intelligent dance music that would totally fit into the Warp Records catalog from the 2000s. And this song, which features vocals from The Khan and Nappy Nappa, it's it's all really, really good stuff. This song definitely had like that kind of breakbeat jungle vibe that would have been really good on some kind of black and white movie soundtracks. Really, really cool stuff. Amal has also DJed and produced for some hot underground DC rappers, such as The Khan, who's featured on this track along with the woozy experimental rapper Nappy Napa, I discovered this from the recent Washington Post profile on Amal by pop music critic Chris Richards. And apparently he, is a, he keeps a low profile on social media, so this is the only public source of information I could find about him. But clearly he is an amazingly talented producer and definitely channeling some stuff that, that I really kind of grew up listening to this kind of music. Uh, so it's really awesome to hear it again. So props to Amal.
0: And I'd like to share some details from the life of Amal that appeared in that March Washington Post feature from Chris Richards. Amal's mom had him playing jembe when he was 11, and his dad was playing him Bad Brains records before that. At 14, when his family was living in Nairobi, Amal got his first part-time job editing sound files for a company that made ringtones. I love that. I know, right? At 16, his family moved back to Silver Spring, where he started playing drums in the jazz band at school and in punk groups on the weekends. At 20, he landed a summer internship at Sony Pictures in L.A., working on sound design for a Jumanji movie. Paul, hot question. Yeah. What movie would you most want to watch right now? Hook, Jumanji, or Brendan Fraser's The Mummy?
1: Oh, my God. Those are my choices. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go with Hook. Rufio. Rufio. (laughs) I think maybe I saw Hook in the
0: theater. I think I also saw Hook in the theater. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Now, when you were watching that movie in the theater, were you like, I'm too old for this movie? (laughs) Yeah, I think I totally was. It was not good. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Just trying to fill in the gaps, make things interesting.
1: <laughs> That's what you always do, man. Tony, who do we have next on the podcast? Next on the podcast
0: is a track from Dream in Delay.
3: You always been one to
0: love a track that's a solid guitar workout and covers as much ground as that song did. I'm especially fond of the airtight nervous energy in the verses. That was a track called Ammunition from Dream in Delay. That track Ammunition is from Flipped, the debut release from Dream in Delay, which arrives to streaming platforms on April 30th. Dream in Delay is the duo of Colin Kogan on vocals and drums and Eldar Cohen on guitar and bass. Colin used to play drums for our dear friends, the NRIs. And uh, gosh, gosh, just had so much fun hearing that that edgy, you know, it was awesome, man. That song rips so it rips. Would you also say that it slaps? It definitely slaps, man. It definitely slaps.
1: <laughs> and that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. Please follow us on all the social media platforms that matter. We're all at Hometown Sounds. Uh, the email address is dj at com.
0: What that means is keep sending us emails with your music. We love receiving it. And, and hearing every, all the great stuff you're doing.
1: But really, of course, the important thing is to support all the musicians that you've heard on this podcast. They really need it these days by buying their music.
0: And seeing them play live, which is getting closer and
1: closer every day. Oh, man, it's getting so close. <laughs> we just need those vaccines. We have one last track for you on this episode of the podcast. What can you tell us, Tony?
0: Typically, Paul picks these tracks. But in in Soviet Russia, Tony picked last track. And we are playing a track from Evidence of Yesterday. Evidence of Yesterday is an artist who has previously been known as Imka, IMKA, and Flash Frequency who is also known in real life as Kevin Chambers. This track, Visiting Another Green World, is likely a reference to Another Green World, which is both a song and album by Art Rock Deity and producer Brian Eno. Another Green World was released in 1975. It was Eno's third album and marked a transition from the rock-based music of Eno's previous releases toward the minimalist instrumentals of his late 70s ambient work. This track from Evidence of Yesterday is a similarly excellent exercise in minimalism. Evidence of Yesterday has recorded music for the Line Hotel and Eaton Hotel using a tool called Plant Wave, which translates plant-based biodata into music. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about this interesting new technology about how Plant Wave works. Step one plant wave detects slight electrical variations in a plant via two electrodes placed on the leaves step two these variations are graphed as a wave which is translated into pitch messages that play musical instruments designed by the plant wave team and step three the result is a continuous stream of pleasing music that gives you a sonic window into the secret life of plants
1: that's awesome Who knew what we were missing out on? Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Paul. See you all next time.